and turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 14. Hallelujah. He said, now, when? We're going to walk this together. Amen. He said, now, thanks be to God who always lead us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Hold on to that word and turn with me again to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 57. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 57. He said, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, the Lord will have me speak to us about a topic that is titled, Living a Life of Victory. Living the life of victory. This particular scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, I want the old, but everyone in this sanctuary, I need you to read it with me at the count of three, so that as we drive through this message, this scripture will walk with you. Hallelujah. At the count of three. One, two, three. Let's go. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Read it like you mean it this time. One, two, let's go. If you believe it, let me hear louder. Amen. Amen. Spirit of the living God, we want to really thank you this morning. Or rather, is the afternoon yet? This morning. Amen. Thank you, Father God, for the wonderful things that you have bestowed upon our lives. Father, we pray that as we go into your word this morning, we ask, oh God, that you will give us a listening ears. Give us a believing heart. And Father God, as we hear this word today, Jehovah, let our life never remain the same. Father, as we have gathered here this morning, do what only the God in your class can do. And take all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. The scripture says, thanks be to God who gives us victory through Jesus Christ. One thing is to give you victory. And another thing is to actually live that victorious life. If you are not growing with me, I want to say, yeah, just say something. Say that's true. Say, Mary, you are saying the truth. One thing is for somebody to give you a car. And another thing is for you to actually use that car. The scripture says, thanks be to God who gives us victory. And I want you to understand that the victory that God has given to you is not just to save you. It's not just to pull you from the kingdom of darkness into his light. But victory in every area of your life. Victory in your marriage. Victory in your health. Victory in your education. Victory in your children. 
Victory in your business. Victory in your place of work. Victory in every areas of your life. I don't know who the Lord has sent me to today. As I'm speaking, I know I'm not talking to everybody. But that's okay. But I believe that God has sent me to somebody here this morning. And the Lord want me to tell you that in every area where you have not experienced victory before, as this year come to an end, you will end it victoriously. And as we go into 2016, you will not just walk, you will march into 2016 triumphantly. If you are the one I'm talking to today, stand up, take a stand, wave your hand and shout hallelujah. Don't let somebody take your place this morning. Don't let anybody stand up in your place. You will not just end this year victoriously, but you will enter 2016 victoriously. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Victory. It's not cheap. You have to understand. But thank God somebody has already paid the price for you. And the person said, I have given it to you. So as you end this year, you are ending it with victory by force and by fire. Somebody says it by force. I keep saying it. Not by force. So. Not by force. You know, it is so sad. I have talked to most Christians, it is so sad to see people living a life of defeat. And you ask me, is it possible? Yes, is it possible as a Christian? When you live in fear, you are living in defeat. When you live in depression, you are living in defeat. When you are living in stagnation, you are living in defeat. Because God is the God that takes you from glory to glory to glory. If you are where you are last year, there is what we call stagnation. You are seated in one place. But today, the hand of God will move you forward. The hand of God will locate you. And it will take you to a higher ground. If that person is you, let me hear you shout a louder. Amen. Victory is not cheap. But God gives us victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hmm. Take your Bible real quickly. Hallelujah. We give thanks to God. We bless him for this victory that the Lord himself has given unto us. Hallelujah. We bless God. That devil is a liar. I said that devil is a liar. Where he puts you January, he will not meet you after this sermon. I said where he thought you will be after today, he will not meet you there. Amen. I said he will not meet you there. In your marriage, he will not meet you there. In your education, he will not meet you there. In your business, he will not meet you there. In your mind, he will not meet you there. In your children, he will not meet you there. If you believe that, let me hear you shout a loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. What is victory? What is victory? Victory is when your enemy is defeated. When there is a defeat. When your opponent is defeated. When he's subdued. Every enemy of our soul. 
the manifestation of his defeat shall manifest in our lives. I said it shall manifest in our life. He said it shall manifest in our life. In the name of Jesus. Defeat is when you successfully overcome the power that is struggling with you. That is defeat. If the spirit of fear has been struggling with you, today receive your victory. If the spirit of stagnation has been struggling with you, today I say receive your victory. If the spirit of poverty and lack has been struggling with you, I say today receive your victory. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We are going to look at seven you know, sometimes we say something and say, you know, God has given you victory. You will live in victory. And I told you, victory is not cheap. Pastor Shino gave a, a little, you know, when he was leading us in prayer. There are some parts that you have to play. He said, blessed are those who show mercy. The mercy will be shown to you too. Sometimes we want what we don't give out. And we want more. God will not give you something that he knows you will not give out. Sometimes we want to collect. We want to be like a container. We want to collect. We want to collect. All of a sudden, we start getting stinking because we are not letting it flow. So today, I'm going to give you just seven basic principles or fundamentals to live a victorious life. Just seven. Seven of them. A man of God once told me, he said, God does not run this earth on miracles. Even though we want miracles in every area of our lives. He said, but God runs it on principle. He said, it is the principle that will not produce the miracles. Are you, are you in agreement with me? Wave your hand if you're in agreement with me. It is the principle that will produce the miracles. And he says something. He said, when anything is not based on principle, it's based on assumptions. You will assume. But when it's based on principle, you know that thing must work. But when it's based on assumption, then you will begin to think, say it will work or not. We're going to look at several basic principles. Principle number one is what I call faith. Faith. Turn with me to the book of. Let me look at my scripture. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us today. I don't want to go ahead of myself. Hallelujah. I want to give it to you the way the Lord gives it to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Go to the book of First John. First John chapter 5, verse number 4 to 5. First John chapter 5, verse number 4 to number 5. He said, who for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. My sisters and my brothers, if you must live a victorious life every day of your life, you must believe what the word of God says concerning your life. It does not matter how it looks like. He 
it does not matter what it looks like. It does not look, might not look like what you are believing God for. But believe every word that God has said concerning every situation in your life. If you must live a victorious life, you must come to the conclusion that every other thing is a lie. That God is the only truth. If you must live a victorious life, you must believe what God said concerning your family. God said you are not rejected, you are accepted. So it does not matter what other people are saying about you. The reason we get depressed is that we pay too much attention what situation, what circumstances, what people are saying about us. And the moment you receive that, you begin to live a defeated life. And that is not what God has given to you. For you to live a victorious life, my brothers and my sisters, you must not compare yourself to anyone else. You must only compare yourself to the word of God. You must not compare yourself to anybody. Look at yourself and say, this is where I am now. Now, how do I want to be? You have to come to the word of God. Compare yourself to the word of God. If you want to live a victorious life, don't put yourself, don't assume you are somebody else. Because once you assume you are somebody else, that means you have rejected what God has created you to be. Now you are inferior. Now you are living a life of defeat. Oh, I wish I'm this person. Oh, I wish I'm this sister. Do you know what that sister is going through? Do you know what that person is going through? Somebody once told me, he said for me, ah, that man was bold, he was arrogant. He said for me, indeed, when the Bible says I am wonderfully and fearfully made, the brother said, ah, God is talking about me there. When God finished making me the leftover clay, he threw it away. You are unique. You are special. There is nobody like you. Quit comparing yourself to somebody else. Don't wish you have what other people have because you don't know what comes with it. The way I am now, if you like you fly aeroplane, come church. I go thank God for you, but I don't want your kind of life. Fly aeroplane, helicopter, put it in the back. Ah, brother, is that for you? God bless you. But I will never wish I am you because I am special. You are twin, you have a twin brother. No matter how both of you look alike, even when I watched you on TV, I could notice the difference. Unique. So, for you to live a victorious life, believe, have faith in what God says you are. Believe it. Don't let nobody intimidate you. Because when intimidation comes in, then you now live inferior. God took too much time to create you. Too much time to create you. When the Bible says you are wonderfully and you are fearfully made, don't group another person in that group. See yourself as the only one in that group. Am I speaking to somebody today? 
That is how you live a victorious life. Principle number two. You must live a prayerful life. <laughs> a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. I don't care how you come and you speak the English, the grammar, do one, they will do one that way. If you are not a prayerful, you are powerless. When you are powerless, you expose yourself for defeat. As we look at the scripture, anytime you see Jesus missing in action, he's on the mountaintop praying. The Bible says he will pray all night. And when he comes down, that is where miracles take place. He has fulfilled that, even though he's a man. He's God, but he's a man also. He prayed. He comes down. Power, follow. My brothers and sisters, I want to say something real quick to you. Prayer is not works. Prayer is not an Old Testament thing or a New Testament thing. The prayer is a relationship thing. It's a relationship thing. Christianity is not just a religion. It's a relationship. And when you have a relationship with somebody, you spend time with the person. You communicate with the person. And that is what prayer is. Prayer is communication. It's talking to your father and your father talking back to you. Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. Because you don't know what 2016 holds. You must communicate with the person that I've seen 2016 before you get there. And the more you do it, he will begin to reveal some things to you. And when you open up your mouth to speak, people will say, how did you know? Because you've already been with the person that has seen what that thing is. Prayer is one of your weapons against your enemy. It is so sad today that the body of Christ is under attack. We have pushed prayer aside. We have limited the time that we pray. We have put it aside. We can come to church. We can dance. We can jump. We can do all kinds of things. Somebody once said that the church now has become a, an entertainment center. It's good to praise God. But you must live a life of prayer. Because that is one of the weapons that you have against the enemy. Before, if you say you go to church, that is not a reason. Because sometimes there are some churches, before you come, the devil don't already reach us, he don't wait for you. If you say you read the Bible, let me tell you, Jesus Christ is the word. Satan has been with the world even before you were born. He knows the word. He even quoted the word for the word. Matthew chapter 40, he quoted the word of God to the word. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. He knows the word. So the only power that you have over Satan is your power of prayer. Why? Because he has no one to pray to, but you do. Am I speaking to somebody today? That is the advantage that you have over him. Don't make don't let him make you forfeit that. Don't make him say, hey, you don't have to pray. You know, I believe it's a done deal. I believe it's a finished work. But don't let the enemy use that to become, turn you to a lazy person. 
Because he knows that when you open up your mouth to pray, there is something that is against you. We cannot say it is done. Don't let the enemy use that to replace your prayer. We all pray. We know that it is a finished work. We pray. How many of you don't go to work before, because it's a finished work? Raise your hands up. If you, you don't go to work, you sit down at home, every month your ceiling will open, money will drop down. Raise your hand so that you tell me the secret. I want that too. How many of us? If there's nobody, tell me there's nobody. Answer me. Hey, answer me. So, how many of you say you are sick? You don't go to the hospital. Raise your hand up. So why is it that when it comes to prayer and fasting, we, we, we say something else? Prayer is your weapon. The Bible says pray all kinds of prayer. Not just some of them. There is prayer of thanksgiving. Wonderful. Father, I thank you. I bless you. That is the prayer of thanksgiving. But don't let the prayer of thanksgiving replace your prayer of worship. Don't let your prayer of worship replace your prayer of supplication. The Bible says don't be anxious for nothing. But in everything, through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the peace of God that passes all human understanding will guide your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Don't let your prayer of supplication my father help me here. Don't let your prayer of supplication replace your prayer of intercession. When God wake you up in the middle of the night, three o'clock, and say, pray for Pastor Mary. Please get up and pray for me. There is something that is taking place in that hour. When he say, get up and pray for a particular issue, don't let the enemy trick you and say, you know it's done and forget. God has spoken. He's speaking. He will continue to speak. You have to have ears to listen. He said, pray without ceasing. God cannot contradict himself. He said, ask and it shall be given. Seek, you shall find. No, the door shall be opened. He cannot, he cannot contradict himself. Power is in prayer. Prayer is a place of power. It's a place of dominion. It's a place of authority. I don't know about you. Anytime I come out from my prayer closet, I become a different woman. Man always ought to pray. And not give up. And not faint. God bless you. Prayer. If you must live a victorious life. Let us not make the word of God to be a lie. Because there are things that are happening in the body of Christ. That sometimes when I hear. It breaks my heart. Let us not make the word of God. The word of God is not a lie. The Bible says God is not a man. That he should lie. That is son of man. That he should repent. Fired up your prayer life. Set fire, set machine, make it begin burn. Burn, you know, be on fire for prayer. Sometimes some people will tell you, oh my God, you know, the kind of God that I, I serve, I don't have to spend five minutes with that God. What kind of relationship you have with that kind of God? I love my husband so much. When I call up with him, I don't mind staying there for 10 hours, 20 hours. Because I have a relationship with him. I don't want to, I don't, you know, I don't want him to leave, you know, when I, I love that. If you pray for five minutes, God bless you. Hallelujah. Don't try to convince me to pray the way you pray. Don't let anybody convince you to pray the way they pray. 
It go take you for five minutes, take it. If you take it for 10 minutes, take it. If you take it for 15, if you take it for, the more you go, the gradually, gradually, it will take you deeper. Do you know that I hid this secret of God? It's like a treasure. And when you find it, your life completely, you will, there might be Christians that are standing. You will stand the standing. A woman of God once said, we might be age mates, but we are not grace mates. You want to go to a higher ground. You want to go to a higher height. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I know, maybe before some of us will live, after living this long life God has given to us, maybe we might not be able to go through all those mansions. But God take you from glory to glory. What he shows you today, if that is what you're still holding on tomorrow, let me tell you, you are outdated. It's, it's behind. It's freshness. Every day is freshness. What I know about God yesterday is not what I know about God today. Believe me. And what I will know about him tomorrow is not going to be what I... God is too big. Even before I go meet him, I will not be able to figure him out. And he wants to share that with me. The power of prayer. The power of prayer. Principle number two. Principle number three. It wants you settle that in your spirit, man. Then you cannot go to First Corinthians. Thank you, Father. I got a lot, and I pray for the Holy Spirit to help me out here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Prayer is not works. I finished that talking about. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. I did that. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. I tried to rush. The last time I stood before you, I spent extra 10 minutes. I was reminded of that. I want to try and give you back your 10 minutes today. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13. Okay. We, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limit of our spirit, which God appointed us. His spirit really includes, that's not what I'm looking for. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. I hope that is. Let me go to my scripture. Yeah, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13. Once you believe the word of God concerning your life, and you go into a time of prayer, and as you go through for you to live a victorious life, principle number three, you have to understand that no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. What am I saying to you? I am saying to you that for you to enjoy that victorious life that God has given to you, you have to understand that whatever is going on in your life, other Christians are facing the same thing. Don't let the devil trick you and isolate you and say, look at you. Hey, 
No, only you want to go through this one. Only you want to go through that one. Only you, only you, only you. The Bible is telling us you are not alone. That's why I keep telling you, don't try to be like other people because you don't know what they are going through. There is nothing that you face in life that is new. There is nothing new under the sun. Whatever you are facing right now, other people have been through it. And you have to conclude in your mind that if God has taken them through, God will take you through. If God has delivered anybody before, God will deliver you. You need to settle that in your spirit for you to enjoy that victorious life. For you to begin to live that life that God has assigned for you. The Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord God will deliver them. Not some of them. Not most of them. But all of them. Sometimes we quote the scripture. But it's good for us to really receive it for ourselves. It is good for us to appropriate that word. It is good for us to speak it to ourselves. I said I may be going through this. But the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But Father you will deliver me. If you have ever delivered anybody you will deliver me. It does not matter what the situation may be. There is no sickness that God has not healed. But if he has healed anybody, then he can heal me. There are people who have experienced breakthroughs in every area of their life. If God has done it before, then he can do it for me. I want you to have that attitude every day of your life. That is when you begin to live a life of victory. The enemy wants to depress you. Turn it around and begin to depress him. Because he wants to see you having a pity party. He wants to see you crying. He wants to see you meditating on your problem. You give him a heart attack and begin to quote the scripture. Depress your depression. Frustrate your frustration. Today he wants to see your tears. My tears, you're not going to see them. But the only tears you will see is the tears of joy. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? I told you before, God doesn't send me to everybody. But those of you receive it, I'll be blessed. Amen. He said, no temptation has overtaken you except such that is common. Give me new living translation. That's all. This one is new King James. King James, and there's a lot of doubt that there's some English there. I don't know. Give me, give me new living translation. God bless you. Okay. He said, no temptation in your life are different from what others. You see what I mean? From what others are from what others experience. Number four principle. You have to understand that God is faithful. God is faithful. In whatever you go through, let that flow through every organs, every system, every tissues, every, every part of your body. As you wake up in the morning, know that God is faithful. As you go to bed, know that God is faithful. As you go out, know that God is faithful. As you come in, know that God is faithful. No matter the report you get, know that God is faithful. No matter how your children are acting, know that God is faithful. Is your boss talking to you anyhow? Know that God is faithful. Are there haters in your place of work? Know that God is faithful. Period. He is faithful. 
bring us in a song in our, our breakthrough, in our breakthrough. He begins to talk about the faithfulness of God. What does it mean to be faithful? It means that God is reliable. In your place of work, maybe there is a job that you have given to somebody and the person has not done it. And maybe the higher boss begins to complain. Maybe the smaller boss will say, I trust that man, he will do it. He's a reliable person. If we can say that about a man, how much more your heavenly father. Say it to the person sitting next to you. God is faithful. To be faithful means to be reliable. It means to be dependable. It means to be unmovable. Unshakable. Which means, you know, when the shakable is shaken, it's only those things that will remain that will remain. God is unmovable. So the God that is unmovable, when he comes in contact to your problem, one thing has to bow. Oh, yes. <laughs> Something has to bow. Something has to give way. Because I serve a God that is unmovable. My problem must give way. It must give way. He must. Because I serve a God that is unmovable. He's unshakable. When I'm saying this, I need you to begin to picture some stuff. Don't just look at me and don't begin to just begin to see things that are being removed from your life because of God's faithfulness. Begin to see this give way in your life because you serve a God that is unshakable. He's faithful. He is faithful. Hallelujah. If you must live that victorious life. Let me tell you, there are some things when you live here, for you to really, that this world will be tested. You know that. <laughs> it might be a little thing, it will be tested. But no, learn how to speak. I keep telling people, learn how to speak. What do you believe? Speak it out. Speak it out. Talk to your situation. Be talking. <laughs> The devil saying the grace. You go meet the best way, grace person. Talk to your situation. My daughter has seen me come to my room talking to myself. My little girl said, ah, Mommy, what is going on? <laughs> Daddy, mommy is talking to herself again and talking to some stuff. And they have ears they can hear. God is faithful. I want to make sure I don't leave anything out. God is faithful. Numbers chapter 23 verse number 18, 19. Numbers 23 verse number 19. Numbers 23 verse number 19. We're going to go back to that scripture. It said, God is not a man. You know, sometimes when we quote the scripture, for me, anytime I look at the scripture, I told you, I compare my life to the word of God. Okay, now, God is not a man, so he does not lie. If he does not lie, and there is an issue in my life, somebody has to be lying. Hmm. 
God bless you. Who said, I wish I have a dollar, I'll give it to you. <laughs> you know, you really need to begin to have a conversation. This is the word of God. God is not a man that he should lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. So if he said by his stripe, I am healed, then why am I facing this? Why? That is why I always tell people, I told them in our breakthrough, it is time for you to start dragging the devil to the courtroom of God. Take him there. Your bill of rights is the word of God. The judge is your father. Jesus is your lawyer, your attorney. The case has already been rigged on your behalf. I receive mercy. But I've brought to this situation. You said in your word that you don't change your mind. You said by your stripe I am healed. Father God, what is this that is in this body? I need justice. And the God of justice will grant you justice. Look at the book of Luke chapter 18. This woman did not rest. Every day she keep coming. She keep coming. She keep coming. Because even though that judge does not have respect for human, at least there's some faithfulness. He can see there's something he saw in the judge. That is why he keep coming. And at the end, justice was what? Giving. Somebody shout, God is faithful. He does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carry it through? Whatever God has promised you, that's why I say, hold on to it. It will come through. It shall manifest in your life in the name of Jesus because God is Go back to that 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse number 13. Principle number 5. Whatever you are facing, know that others are experiencing it. Or others have experienced it. If God delivered them, ha, I'm coming out. God is faithful. And number three, he will not allow the temptation to become more than you can stand. Whatever you are facing in life will not kill you. Will not drive you crazy. It's not, God did not cause it, but he allows it. And when he allows it, he allows it because he knows that there is something that he has deposited inside of you. When he created you, he did not create you for defeat. So don't defeat yourself. Am I speaking to somebody? Don't speak defeat to yourself. No matter how tough it may be, don't use your mouth to say, hey, hey, this thing, that I don't even want to say it to myself. Don't use your mouth because your words are powerful too. They are spirit. Because it is that word that the enemy will take to the court. She said it. 
You said, whosoever that declare it in a decree it in. She said it. I heard it from her mouth. That's why you have to be very careful what you say. Don't be opening up your mouth and say anything. I've been to a doctor's office one time when I was pregnant. The doctor said something. I refuse to repeat what the doctor said. I refuse it. Because I don't want it to come from my mouth. I don't want to speak life into it. Do you know that you can speak life into something that, is not, that has no life? Do you know that? Do you know that you can give power to somebody who has no power? A rat will just go by. Rat that has no power. Instead of it, okay, we are in America. I thought we are in Nigeria. Anyway. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Maybe you will see a cockroach. I don't know. Whatever you will see. A spider. My kids will see spider if you see the way they are running. <sighs> Nigerian children, you go pursue the spider, kill them. <laughs> It's vice versa. He will pursue. That's fine. Let me broke him. Oh, mommy. He's a bug. He's a bug. Butterfly. Where you go? Go. You scared. You smash off. Am I speaking to somebody? We now give life to something that has no life. We give power to something that has no power. Hey, if you see the rat, if you see it, if you see. Now you are describing everything to giving it life. Be careful what you say with your mouth. Be careful. Tell to your sister, say, be careful, be careful. Preach this thing with me. Be careful what you say with your mouth. Hallelujah. He will not allow you to go through what you cannot stand. He will not allow you to go through what he knows will defeat you. Because how can you explain God bringing a 16-year-old boy David in front of a Goliath. God is not wicked. Ordinarily, when we see that, you say, ah, this God, small boy like that. How will he allow a small boy like that to face a, 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 a Goliath like a, that tall man? Oh, you see, he wants it to kill the boy. He wants to do this. No, because God that put some stuff in David, that no matter how that Goliath will be, He's coming down in the name of the Lord. Even before David could come close to Goliath, with his word, he has defeated Goliath. He said, you, I will cut off your head today. I will give your head to the bed. I will give, open up your mouth and begin to speak what? Am I speaking to somebody today? He said, you did sickness, oh my goodness. By his strength, I am healed. When you speak the word, you are releasing fire. You are releasing fire. Don't be intimidated by any situation. Because intimidation and fear is one of the, is the weapons of the enemy. Just as faith is the weapon of God. If he can just get you to be afraid, ha, he don't get you. Have an attitude that is bold as a lion. That is what we are encouraging one another today. Have that attitude. Because you know what? As long as you are concerned, the enemy is powerless. But most of the time, we give it power. I'm going to give you, I skipped this, but I'm going to give you a testimony that a friend of mine shared with me. She's not here today. The lady that coordinates, facilitates our breakthrough with me. That is why my sisters and my brothers, you must 
begin to appropriate and put all these fundamental, this principle, begin to practice these principles because it will work for you. It's based on the word of God. This woman, she's a prayer warrior. She had a misunderstanding with somebody at work. And the person said, you will see. And the girl looked at that person and said, eh, you see that thing you said I will see? Double it and three. Let it turn back. Back to you. In the name of Jesus. And the woman said me, okay. Went home, took this sister's name to a harbor list. And he warned the harbor list back home. And he said, I just want to warn you. This sister that I'm bringing her name, she's a Christian. Oh. The Habalists are Christians. We deal with them every time. Just give me her name. He wrote the name and he gave it to her. And he said, call me back in three days. Why the Habalists? It was confessional because when something does cut as confession, will begin to happen. It was confession. And according to the Habalists, anytime he mentioned this guest's name, fire will appear. Anytime you call this guest's name, fire will appear. I don't know where they have taken the name of anybody to us. You hear the sound of my voice. As they mention your name, fire will answer. Yeah. Holy Ghost fire will answer. Yeah. I said Holy Ghost fire will answer. Yeah. Holy Ghost fire will answer. Yeah. You don't serve a dead God. You serve a living God. He's fighting on your behalf. Later, this woman called the herbalist, the one that gave her the names, and said, okay, what do you want me to do? Because he was going to call so he can give instruction. And the herbalist told this woman, leave that sister alone. Then the woman said, I told you that you can't do anything. She's a Christian. He said, I know you told me she's a Christian. You didn't tell me she's anointed. There are differences. <laughs> He will not allow the temptation to be more than what you can stand. Sometimes it may look so rough. It may look so hard. It may be so tough. That's why we are encouraging one another. You encourage me. I encourage you. That's why we are encouraging one another. I'm not going to tell you it's easy, no. Because person where you wear shoes, you know where they pain her. Uh -huh. You that went by saying, yeah, why are you walking like that? I'm walking like that because <laughs> my, my foot is hurting. But we are to encourage one another. So you don't give up. Don't fix, fix your eyes on that issue. Fix your eyes on God. Because you serve a God that is bigger than that. Amen. You serve a God that is bigger than that. He will not. He will not. He will not. He will not. If you don't know what to do, say, Father God Almighty, the capacity that you have put in me, let it spring forth. If you are tired, be open to God. Hey, God, this is, it looks as if it's too much for me. That capacity, Lord, just bring it out. I need it. I tell you, and I promise you, you will be different as you leave that place as you are praying than when you went in there. I have 22 more seconds. He will show you a way out so that you can endure. 
You know that words. I said it before when I gave the word on uh, um, um, uh, uh, the dangers of unbelief. For every problem, Sister Edith, there is invisible solution. Whatever you go through, there is a solution. Before the kingdom of darkness creates the problem, God has already created the solution. He has created the solution. God is ahead of whatever comes against us. The only thing you need to ask God to is to open your eyes. I said it before, open your eyes. What is the solution to this thing? What is it? My time is up. There is always a solution. When Agar was sent out with the son by Abraham, he only gave her a tiny little bread and a bottle of water. He get to a stage, the water finished, the bread finished. Hagar cried out, hallelujah. And God opened her eyes to see what? A well. The well did not just appear magically. The well has been here. It was there even before Hagar got there. Am I speaking to somebody? You must pray. If you cannot see a way, it's okay. Don't act as if you can see a way. Don't act as if, ask. God, this thing I'm going through, I can't see a way. Can you show me? In the name of Jesus. Can you show me? He will. He will open up your eyes and you will see. Hallelujah. I'm going to quick. The last one, I thank God for thanksgiving. Always have an attitude of thanksgiving. The Bible says, says in all things, give thanks to God. Not for all of them. Sometimes we're wishing, ah, God, why me? Why not that wicked sister? Why that wicked sister? <sighs> Hallelujah. Give thanks to God. And the peace of God that passeth all human understanding will guide your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Can you just give God a clap offering? <laughs> Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet and just give him up. Give him all the glory. Thank him for the word that you've heard today. Open up your mouth and just thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the word that has come forth. Holy Spirit, we ask in the name of Jesus. Because we know that it is not by mind, it is not by power, it is by your spirit. Father, Lord Almighty, as we live here today, Lord, we receive the grace, we receive the strength to be able, Jehovah God Almighty, to walk through these various principles. Because we know that you are the God of principles. Father, we thank you. And I pray for everyone that is hearing the sound of my voice. That as you have received the word today. My Lord and my God. There shall be a change in every stubborn situation. In the name of Jesus. Anything that is not of you Father. As we have heard this word today. Must give way in the name of Jesus. Father Lord we thank you. We bless you. For in Jesus precious mighty name. We have prayed.